The Nina, the Pinta, the Santa Maria. I'll do you on the porch while you're drinking sangria. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, man. What a classic, hey? I just saw a receipt on my desktop of my computer that evidently I saved, and I can't remember what it was for, and it was for Santa Maria, the uh, 26th of February, 2022. Santa Maria. Look, who cares? No one cares about that. G'day. How are you guys? You doing good? Are you happy? I hope you had a nice long weekend. Oh, is that too hot? No, it's not okay. Ooh, got the tea bag out of the tea. You know what, man? Everything's going to be okay, I reckon. Everything is going to be all fucking right. I had a shit weekend. Oh, by the way, this is Aiden Jones. And you're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the 15th of March, 2022. Scoot, scoot, scoot. Yeah, man, I had a fucking bullshit weekend, which means I got heaps of stuff done. I was sad, and I couldn't figure out why I was sad, and I just was like, all weekend, man. I think <clears throat> I um, I don't know if I want to tell you why I was sad first, or tell you all the stuff that I did to try and not be sad, other than try and figure out why I was sad. Which detail of those do you reckon should go first? Let me take you inside the decision-making process. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Uh, I didn't even realize it was a long weekend until like it was almost over, you know? <sighs> like, and then, and then I feel like I... I felt like I'd missed it, you know? Like I was upset with myself because I didn't enjoy my long weekend. Look, so... And I guess the I guess the feeling of malaise kind of crept up on me because every day that I didn't realize what it was, what it was was I just fucking you know I've been talking to this girl and and she wasn't talking back to me. I mean it's it's childish stuff, really. <laughs> but what it was was um, I mean it's always a fucking girl with me, isn't it? Um, it was that I uh, she had. No, I don't want to get too. I don't want to divulge. This is always my issue, isn't it? Divul. I'm divulge. I'm over divulging. If anything, I'd like to under divulge. Um, I felt like I wanted something, or like I needed some sort of, you know, reassurance. But I didn't realize that that's what I felt or I didn't want to ask for that and I felt guilty for needing that because in my mind, I should be like this perfect person who doesn't need anything, who just should be able to, you know, like I should just be able to not need anything from anyone and just give to people. I mean, that's casting it in quite a, a an altruistic light. But I just, you know, I feel guilty for being like, hey, I actually need this. This is making me feel sad and and I just need something from you a bit of reassurance whatever so I didn't ask for that and not only did I not ask for that I kind of beat myself up for feeling like I wanted it and didn't admit that that's why I was feeling sad so all weekend I was just like oh, I don't know why I'm feeling sad and um yeah man like what did I do on Friday on Friday I did a show oh fucking hell bros on Friday <laughs> actually this is Awesome. Do I put this at the end of the podcast? I think I do this week. 
<laughs> I am um, I'm tentative to like, or you know, careful to not put stuff on the podcast that can. I get. Or maybe I will. Yeah, I don't want to make fun of anyone. But this is just someone by, you know what, maybe I won't put it on the podcast, but actually this, all right, if you want to see this video of someone, <laughs> of one of the most spectacular bombs I've ever seen in 10 years of comedy, message me and I'll just private message you the video. <laughs> I should rename this podcast the group chat, shouldn't I? Because <laughs> that's what it is. It's got all the fucking bitchiness and dignity of a group chat. Um, <laughs> all, of the, all of the fucking uh, half-hearted attempts at secrecy. <laughs> so on, Saturday, on Friday night, I went up to do this gig. I drove up with uh, with a mate. And we were both on the show, nice chats in the car, and then we get to the gig, and the gig's all right, and the guy who's running the gig isn't emceeing, uh, the MC was uh, the great and powerful John Dore, who I'll name in this, um, I should, I don't know, whatever, the dude who this is about is never going to listen to this podcast, and if he does, I, I mean, I, <laughs> what, what would I say, that's, that's the test, if I couldn't say it to him, then I shouldn't say it out loud. So what would I say to him? I would say, you probably could have dealt with that better. That's what I would say. I think we all, I, I think we can all agree that this could have been dealt with better. So what happened? The show was going pretty good and it is regrettable what happened during his set. The guy running the show, uh, two people came in. It was a man in a wheelchair and a woman who I guess was like with him I don't know if they were a couple, if they were friends, or maybe she was his carer, but they were both like equally cooked. And uh, it was a small 35-seat room, and they walked in the door, which was next to the stage. That's always a bad setup. When the door to the show is next to the stage, so anyone who needs to come in or out of the room has to walk past the comedian performing on stage. That's always a bad setup. And this couple walk into the bar and the show's sold out, but they don't have any signs to that effect explaining that or saying that you can't just come in. It's not just a regular bar tonight that it's a show. And these people have all bought tickets. So there's two random people just walk into the show. Already, that's bad. Everyone who's bought tickets sees them walk in and they clearly haven't bought tickets. They're like, we're just here to have a drink with the fucking owner. And the, uh, the guy who runs the show is on stage and he's just like, he immediately was kind of short with them. And uh, I noticed in his body language that he, I think he was a little bit worried that the audience were going to like turn on him or something because he kept really addressing the audience and not addressing the couple who had just walked in. And what needed to be done was to just be like, hey guys, I'm sorry, this is a show tonight. If you don't have tickets, you're not going to be allowed to drink in this main part of the bar. So really sorry, but going to have to ask you to sit outside. That's all that needed to happen. But yeah, I think for whatever reason, he just didn't feel like he could address them directly and kept addressing the main part of the audience. And then this guy in the wheelchair was like drunk and he just started heckling me. 
hit one of his first heckles. And I don't think many people heard it because the comedians were kind of sitting next to the door. So we were the closest. And I heard this guy in the wheelchair just go, shut up. (laughs) Just to the stage, just straight to the stage. He just went, shut up. So it's like, oh, he's not, whatever happens, this guy's not on board. This guy does not give a fuck that there's a comedy show on. He's come to the bar and he wants a beer and that's, there's going to be no argument about that. So, um, and I don't think the guy on stage heard that. And that said to me, like, there's nothing that this guy on stage, the fact that he hasn't heard it means everything that he says to this guy He's going to be trying to win him over. But I know there's no winning this guy over. He came in with the attitude of shut up. <laughs> and then um, the guy on stage did some bit. Uh, he'd done some bit about like his girlfriend wanting to go for uh, no, being too hot or something like that. It was kind of loosely about being too hot or whatever. Um, and this guy in a wheelchair just went, go to the beach. <laughs> But, like, it kind of worked because the dude on stage had, like, a funky shirt on, you know? It was, like, a Hawaiian shirt. So, there was the level that I think it was meant in, which was, like, your girlfriend should go to the beach. But he said it in this angry way, like, go to the beach. So, the way that I kind of imagined it was, like, that was his way of being, like, fuck off. Like, I don't like you or your comedy. And so, my way of telling you to get fucked (laughs) is just... Go to the beach. (laughs) Oh, fuck. So already I was losing my shit. But then the dude on stage and then they're just staying there and no one's asking them to leave. The comedians aren't asking them to leave. I think because we were just fucking loving it too much. Like, you know, I could see this unraveling, man. It was the start of my man's set. He had like a 10 minute set. And you could just see the way it was going. And there was no bouncers there. The staff weren't asking them to leave. The audience was so uncomfortable. And that's what you can see in the video. The video, John Dor, the genius, filmed what was happening and then turned and zoomed in on people's faces in the crowd. <laughs> so <laughs> you could see <laughs> how uncomfortable they were. And my man on stage like snapped at them and then he was just trying to like, he was trying to force, he, he, he couldn't, you know, just stop. He, uh, he couldn't bring himself to stop the show and kick them out. I don't know why, you know, I'd be interested actually to know what was going through his head, to be honest. Um, maybe there was some reason that he couldn't stop the show or something that I don't know, but he yeah he he um oh that's right that was the other thing at the start of the video when the video comes in he says something to them about like because he was still trying to have fun with them and he was like oh we're all gonna go here if you want to come afterwards we're gonna go to like this other bar and the lady just goes we're homeless (laughs) um and then she was joking she was like no 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 we're not homeless but that set the, the whole situation on edge and then from then, the dude on stage was just like, nah, we're done here. We're done here. We're done. I don't want to hear from you anymore. Just shut the fuck up. And he started talking like that. Shut the fuck up. We're done. 
and that put everyone in the audience like real tense because there was no laugh and it wasn't resolved. And then he started trying to do a bit and he got like 10 seconds into the, he was like, anyway, so I'm going to do this joke and this joke is about blah, blah, blah. And they said something again and he just went, shut the fuck up. <laughs> he just fucking snapped. Oh my God. And then they got kicked out like, uh, like, Towards the end of his set, they got kicked out and he did some other thing. I don't know. The set just kind of went whatever. But that was, I mean, that was incredible. So that's what happened on Friday. I I had a pretty good set at that show. I actually, I feel like I've made a little bit of a headway with my show. And the getting angry thing. I feel like I've allowed myself to get angry. I don't really know how to explain where I'm at with it. I know this is a thing that I've been talking about the last few weeks. But I think I'm allowing myself to get angry to the point where this is just now me venting. But then bringing it back at the end of when I'm angry. I get to a point that feels like the end of the anger. The fuck you. I get to the fuck you. And then I go like, oh, fuck. Sorry, everyone. And like, you know allow myself to get angry and then go, oh, I'm a bit of a psycho, aren't I? And that's the tension release. And um, I think I'm going to allow myself to do that three times in the show and then each time release the tension and then read an email from my grandpa and that's the way that I kind of reset. Anyway, that's fucking neither here nor there. I, I, I had that. I did that. I did that. On Friday night, I got angry, let myself get angry and then kind of had them laugh at the anger and that was really fun so I felt good about that but anyway <sighs> had some great conversations again with um I'll say who it was Tim Clark uh, was the headliner um who had a great set and then on the way back we were just talking about comedy talking about the different ways you know you kind of start comedy and you think it's going to be this or that and the different expectations we all kind of have when we started and um it was really cool man i mean tim is a dude who i've been doing comedy with for like the best part of 10 years and we talked about who we were when we started and the kind of points that we were at in our lives when we first met and we didn't know like that we were going to be in each other's lives for that long you know so you just and you too like i was 21 and he was 20 uh when we met and we had both just started doing comedy and and like yeah, you know, it's interesting. You don't know when you start the people who who are going to be people who you know for years and the people who are going to just like fade out or drift in and out and whatever. Um, and so I never really got to know who he was, like, you know, like at that time. Like I kind of know who he is now a bit, but not like, I don't know, heaps about his life, I guess. We just, I don't know. It was just fucking really cool to chat to him, man. Um, just a great dude and a fucking super funny dude. Um, so anyway, that was Friday night. <laughs> and uh, then Saturday, though, I woke up and I was just like, uh, still didn't really know what to do. And like, you know, I had the set last night, but I guess I've just been feeling a little bit lost in the days, like the days like D-A-Y-S and D-A-Z-E maybe. Both days. You know what? Both days, I'm feeling lost in them. And uh, on Saturday, I was just like, oh, it's the weekend, you know, there's a good vibe, good energy, and it's a long weekend. I kind of was dimly aware of that. But I didn't really have anything to do, no plans, and and I was 
acutely aware of the fact that I don't have any one who I would do my plans with. And that was what I thought the source of my sadness was, was I was like, maybe I'm lonely. But it's like, you know, I shouldn't be able to, I shouldn't need another person with me to feel happy and like I'm, you know, like I'm fucking, like my life is, you know, has meaning or whatever. Um, loneliness, it's, it's, it's like a feeling that I almost am <clears throat> kind of embarrassed or ashamed to allow myself to feel because it's like, do you really need another person? You know, we should all be able to be happy and you've got to be in charge of your own happiness, all that kind of rhetoric. So I didn't let myself feel it. And uh, what did I do on Saturday? I can't even fucking remember, man. I just, I did fuck all, all day. Oh, I went, oh, that's right. No, I, I met up with a mate and we went to Bunnings and I repotted my, uh, I repotted my Monstera. The big Monstera in the corner of my room got like a bigger pot for it. And we got some, we got bagels at Myland Bagels. Fuck, and Myland Bagels rocks so hard. The one in Fitzroy is better because there's a bigger menu. But the one in Brunswick is still so sick and it's behind Bunnings. And they do filter coffee. The fucking shaved ham one. No one's really fucking with shaved ham anymore. Anymore? <laughs> I just, not enough people appreciate how good... A bit of show, you know, the leg of ham that you get like at Coles or whatever, and it just comes in like a leg and you just cut slices off and put that in a sandwich. It's not sliced ham like deli ham, not like that, not like like smiley fritz or whatever, and not like that kind of wet ham that you get, which isn't bad. I'm not going to say it's bad, but it's not the one that's like fibrous and kind of a bit drier, but it's like more meaty and less processed. Fuck, man. A bit of shaved ham like that. The bagel they do with just like that and cheese, pickle, mustard, and I I think that might be it. Fuck, it's so good. So I had one of those. Went to Bunnings, did, did the fucking stuff at Bunnings, came home. Did my shit here and then like, you know, that was enough of the day killed that I was like, all right, go, you know, sit in the cafe, write for a bit and then and then go do my gig. Had a great gig on Saturday night at Speakeasy under new management, by the way, if you're in Melbourne, Speakeasy HQ under new management. Very exciting. A fucking sick little vaudeville club. I had the best show there um, and spoke to the new owner who has worked there for ages. I didn't know anything about her, but she was lovely. All the stuff there were lovely. Great. And then I went by Comedy Republic after that and just hung out for a little bit. Greg Larson, fuck man. Greg Larson is doing a fucking 20-minute chunk about jobs where he gets angry. And I just, and it was so funny. And I was just like, motherfucker, can you not just do my fucking... Like, I've been working on... It was so fucked as well because he closed at Comedy Republic and he destroyed... And um, walking down, I was like, hey, man, that was really funny. Like, you know, is that from the new show? And he was like, yeah, I've only done that 20 times or so. And I was like, I was just like, man, I didn't say it to him because I didn't feel like I it's my place. But I was like, I've been working on a chunk about getting fired from jobs and having jobs where I'm angry for like a year. <laughs> 
and it's like the same. Like it's not the same. I think it's it's different enough that whatever we can both do it. I mean, it's not even the same premises or anything. But he's talking about jobs in a way of like fuck jobs, jobs are shit, which is kind of exactly what I'm doing. And he's done it 20 times and he just killed with it at Republic and I've fucking done mine for a fucking... I've been trying to do it for a year! And it's still, you know, his is... I reckon his is better. God, he had this great... Oh, what was the bit? He had this bit about something that happened to him when he was working at uh, JB Hi-Fi and about this, like, there, there was like the store collapsed in a fucking... I, I, I won't do the bit. The store collapsed. And just this story about that and just their shitty reaction to it because they're stuck in corporate culture and they're whatever. Go see Greg Larson in the Melbourne Comedy Festival. That show was fucking... That set was so sick. Um, but so I went by Republic, did that, and then... Uh, and But I'm still feeling kind of like, meh. You know, like, oh... I don't know. I do, like, I did comedy, but, like, is that all my life is? Is that it? Am I just, do I just wake up and I'm just filling my days until I do comedy? Why isn't there someone next to me to tell me that I'm I'm funny? (laughs) Why do I still feel lonely? Where? (laughs) Like I went to Republic and got to see some people and watch some comedy and be around some energy. And it was nice, but I still felt empty. And I made plans to catch up with a mate on Sunday morning. I'm giving shout-outs left, right and centre here. My good friend, Reed Down. My good friend and fellow comedian and artist, Reed Down, was in town. Staying at, a, uh, staying at one of our mate's places and... And we've had a plan. Man, how's this? This is going to be sick as shit, actually. So I've got a bunch of items. Re, uh, one of the things that she does in her artistic practice, uh, one, of, one of the really interesting, really fascinating aspects of the practice of Redown is she likes to encase objects in resin. She works extensively in the medium of resin. All right, I, I'm done with that character. She likes resin. She puts shit in resin. I mean, resin's fucking cool. Resin, you know, like, um, that reminds me of, like, what was that documentary? It wasn't The Land Before Time. That was the thing. That was the cartoon. It was um, Walking with Dinosaurs. Oh, how sick was that? In the 90s? Walking with Dinosaurs and all the special effects? And it was, like, every week you get to fucking follow the journey of like a different dinosaur and they made stories. That's the fucking problem with museums. <laughs> it's when you go to... Walking with dinosaurs was sick. Not because... Like, who gives a fuck about dinosaurs, really? Like, you know, fossils or whatever. You see a fossil, you're like, ah, eh, it's a fucking... One of those little crawly shell cunts that lived under the sea or whatever and it's like encased in rock. And you're like, yeah, that's pretty cool, I guess. But on Walking with Dinosaurs, if you don't know, if you're not familiar, Walking with Dinosaurs was like an ABC, it was probably BBC made documentary in the late 90s, I reckon. Um, but rather than just some boring old fuck going like, oh, I've found some fossils, they did like CGI 
which was shit at the time. I remember them doing like the behind the scenes walking with dinosaurs and it was like uh, fucking Tyrannosaurus Rex's head on stick. <laughs> Like legit, and they had that in front of a green screen, and <laughs> whatever. But they did like recreations of like a day in the life of one of these dinosaurs. So like, you know, in the Cretaceous period, some fucking thing, and he'd wake up, and like it was like a mum, and she'd like got her eggs, and she had to protect her eggs, and then it went to the story of like the 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 pack of fucking guys that were trying to hunt her eggs and it told you a bit about their life and what we know from their fossils and then it went back to the mum and she's trying to protect her eggs but she needs some food and she's fucking got to like go check on her insurance down at the insurance place so she's got to go get some forms filled out so she's got to go to the other place first but her eggs are back there and now the velociraptors are attacking her eggs but she's been waiting in line on the phone for like three hours to get her insurance forms done. And she's like, fuck, man. And you're watching it and you're like, their lives were the same as our lives. You know? Yeah, because that's how you relate to shit. It's not just a rock, it's stories. And that's the problem with museums is you go to a museum and they're cultivated by people who aren't good at telling stories. They're, they're, most museums are made by people who are just like, I'm a genius at finding rocks. And it's like, yeah, man, you probably are. But if you can't tell me a story about the rocks, I don't give a fuck. Maybe they're purists. Maybe they're like, you should be able to invent your own stories. And maybe I'm not smart enough to invent my own stories and I need someone to tell me the story of the rock. Why should I care about the rock? Why does the rock, what parallels can we draw between the rock's life and my life? Anyway, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, resin. Remember like that's how they used to find shit. There's like bugs. That's the that's the cool shit. Bugs that were like trapped in resin so you can see them as they were and they're like the the forms for insurance are like in their hand and you're like, "Oh man." <laughs> Even bugs in the Cretaceous had ins- they had to get insurance. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dude, that's when you like you feel really connected to history. <laughs> so, re um, on Sunday morning, I've got these items that each have stories, stories attached to them. Uh, I've got the cufflinks that I wore to my year twelve funeral. Uh, funeral. <laughs> the you know when you celebrate the death of your dreams and the end of school. Uh, my year twelve formal. I, I wore cufflinks, which I, my parents, I guess they bought me cufflinks and then I've never worn them again. Um, but I had them in a little jewelry box. So I'm going to get her to put those in resin. I'm going to get her to put this watch that this fucking chick one time I was at um, in London. Me and my friend were going to do a duet together on piano and she gave me the sheet music for my part, but I didn't have a piano. So I went to the public pianos at King's Cross on a Friday night to practice. And then I was just like playing piano. And uh, and then there were like a bunch of people around the piano and I met this chick there and anyway, we ended up hooking up and then she gave me this watch that was like broken. It was a very, The whole thing was kind of like a creepy, weird experience and I wasn't in a very good place in my life at the time, but... Uh, you know, you just like make those weird connections with people and then you never see them again. And you're like, fuck, what was that? But she gave me this watch 
and it was broken when she gave it to me and I've just held onto it because I just feel weird throwing it out because I don't know, it feels like it meant something. But I don't want to have it, but I don't want to throw it out. So I'm going to get my, yeah, I'm going to get Ray to put that in resin. Um, what were the other ones? Oh, foundation member badge for Western United that we got for being like members of like the first ever season of Western United Football Club. That's pretty sick. And there's one more. I can't remember the last one. The cufflinks, the badge, the watch. Oh, there's one that's like fucking really important. I swear. I was going to give, I was going to do the ring that my mum gave me that Fernando, my biological dad, gave her when she left Colombia. But I thought that's too special to ruin by putting in resin. I don't want to do that. Anyway, whatever. There's a third one. Maybe I'll remember by the end of the podcast, or maybe I won't. Um, oh, no, it's got to be... Oh, that's right, the spike! The fucking palm spike that went in my leg when I was working at the landscaping job. Yeah, and they took it out at the hospital and put it in a fucking thing. The palm spike, it's a spike that... Yeah, sick, whatever. Anyway, that's all the stuff. Um, so I, I uh, on Sunday morning, I rode to Richmond to meet her at like 8.30 or 9.30 or something like early in the morning and then stayed out all day. But Sunday I was really starting to feel it. I was just like, I don't know. I just don't know what to do all day. I didn't even have a gig in the diary that night. So I was like, what What am I going to do today? But I kind of rode out there and made a decision that I was going to stay out all day because I didn't want to sit at home because I was feeling depressed at home. And I, I went saw a movie. Oh, I went saw uh, Belfast. Beautiful. Such a good movie. Um, oh, I don't even know where to start with that movie, man. It was like about home, about people struggling to leave home, but knowing that they have to leave home. I don't feel like I'm really in any position to review a movie, but I wasn't even really there. Like I just, I was just doing stuff just to fucking feel busy because I just felt sad still, you know, and I didn't know why. So I went and watched a movie and it was nice. I almost cried in one part. It made me feel a bunch of stuff. And um, I like a movie because it takes me away from my phone. I turn my phone upside down and it feels important enough. This is a thing, you know, we're in a, a whole fucking cinema. It feels important enough to be like, I'm not allowed to look at my phone during this. So I did that. And there was one part where the granddad says something to the kid. No, the kid says something to the grandpa. Yeah, he's like, I wish I could, I want you and grandma to, to come with us. Oh, God, that broke my fucking heart. Because it's like, they can't, man. That's just what happens. You fucking love people and then your life, you you know, like you, you can't go with them. You can't be with the people who you love all the way through your life. God, isn't that so sad? You fight so hard to make this life so that you can bring a new person into the world and then you look after them till they're all good and then they bring a new person into the world and that's like a part of your family and you love them and everything you fought for, but then you're going to die and you're going to leave them. Oh, so sad. <laughs> Way sadder than my stupid fucking bullshit. <laughs> And I'm watching this movie and I'm like, yeah, this is pretty sad, but like, you know, I don't know what to do with myself on a long weekend. <laughs> oh my God, get over yourself, you fucking loser. <clears throat> Left that, ended up getting a set 
on Sunday afternoon and then another one on Sunday night at fucking uh, uh, Dirty Secrets, huge shout-outs, Vo- Club Voltaire, big shout-outs. Both were sick. Dirty Secrets, there were two people that had a great set. They were fun. And then Voltaire was full and I had a fun set. Oh, my God, Ben Russell just fucking annihilated. Oh. Yeah, I saw so I saw so much good comedy this weekend too. I just I've 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 had a fantastic weekend and I've been feeling sad the whole time. And I heard oh my god and and um someone a friend was telling me uh Danielle Walker he was gigging with her in regional Victoria this weekend and she was doing a half hour condensed version of her show which is about her grandparents and her grandpa and how she loves her grandpa because he's this weird guy and it was amazing and all these stories and blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, as he was telling me, I was like, oh man. And he was like, oh fuck, your show's kind of about your grandpa too. <laughs> and I'm like, in one weekend, I've seen someone, two pe- two people have like done the two things that my show's about and they're both probably going to have a fucking better take on it than, you know, than me. Ugh. Ah, it's not about that. Whatever. It's not about fucking comparing yourself. I even want to say that to be humble. I'm only saying that to be humble. I don't know. I back myself to be, you know, I'm trying to be better than everyone. I'm trying to be the best. So why am I going for this fucking false humility? It's fuck. They've just got good takes on it. And it's just, it's, it's pressure for me to go more in the direction of my shit. That's all it is. That's the honest truth of it. It's not that I think that Danielle Walker or Greg Larson is going to do my thing better than me. They're going to do their own thing. They just happen to be quite similar to my things, which is kind of intimidating. But if I really back myself, I know that my take on both jobs and my grandpa is different enough and my own thing enough to fucking do. There we go. All right. Stop with the false modesty, Aiden. Tell us how you really fucking feel. Good. But Sunday night still felt a little bit empty. Woke up on Monday morning. I'm like, all right, still feel empty. Went to Bunnings again. I was like, I'll do some stuff around the house. I'll plant some shit in the garden. I'll fucking try and fix the the fence. And uh, did that, you know, and then it got to like 2 p.m. and I was done and I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I don't have a gig tonight. I definitely don't have a gig on Monday. And I put like a call out for like who has knows any like music stuff on Monday night. Does anyone want to go do something like go, or not even that, but just like, does anyone know any gigs? And I got nothing. I got nothing back. And I just, I was still feeling sad and I was starting to feel desperate. It's like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm just like still feeling lonely. I started thinking about my ex. I was like, oh, if she was here, if we were still together, that'd be nice. But that's not what I'm sad about. I know that's not what I'm sad about. I'm not sad. I'm I'm not. I know I'm not still, you know, regretting a decision I made fucking nine months ago. That's not it. That's just where my brain goes because I just want to find a solution. And I'm like, oh, maybe I should fucking you know, get on Hinge or get on the dating apps. Maybe that's what I need. Maybe I just need to find a person. But it's like, do I really need that? Do I really need a fucking person to be happy? It's not good enough. It shouldn't be, I shouldn't just like, you know, base my fucking happiness around needing a person. 
So I got in the, I, I hired a car. I was like, fuck this. And like, I've tried, you know, getting out, walking around the city, riding my bike all weekend. I feel like I've fucking, I've gone and seen a movie. I've done some work around the house. I've done comedy. Fucking nothing. What the fuck is it? So I hired a car from car next door and I was like, fuck this. I'm, I'm fucking putting my, like a, a quilt, like a blanket and a sleeping mat and a fucking pillow in the car and I'm driving two hours down the coast to lawn and I'm going to park at the beach and sleep in a fucking car and go for a swim in the morning. My mum, that's right, my mum had, <clears throat> she was going to chuck a boogie board out. Maybe I talked about that last week, I can't remember. But I came back to Melbourne with a boogie board from mum's place in Adelaide and I was like, I got that. I'm going to go down to lawn and I'm going to go for a boogie board in the morning. That's what I'm going to do. That's something that I haven't done. I'm taking drastic measures to get out of the city. Maybe it's just a city. I was just thinking like I fucking, I've walked every fucking street in Brunswick and Fitzroy. Like I just thought, oh, maybe I'll go to Fitzroy. And I was like, I fucking go to Fitzroy every fucking day. You know, like, is that really the solution to just go to Fitzroy and just walk up and down Brunswick and Smith Street again? Like I do every fucking day of my fucking life. Like, it's good. Maybe I'll see some stuff, but like, I've been there. I've been to all those places and it doesn't feel different enough. So yeah, I'm going down the coast. I'm going to sleep in the back of a car. Maybe that'll feel good. It was 6 p.m. when I decided I was going to do that. And I was like, all right, I'll get to like Torquay. And a pub will still be open and I'll have a meal at a pub. I'll charge my phone there and then I'll get to I'll get to the fucking lawn at like 10 and I'll sleep. And that'll be good. And about half an hour into the car ride and I was just thinking in the car, you know, you think. You know how you think when you're in a car? I'm thinking, I'm stewing. And I realise that the reason I feel lonely isn't because I don't have a person. This is, yeah, I'm going to say the thing, but the reason is because this, this girl that I, I, I maybe like has not been talking to me that much for the last few days. And she told me why, and it's valid reasons, but I, I'm starting to, you know, create this story in my head, like that she doesn't like me. And, I'm trying to I'm trying to not be needy and I'm trying to just be like, you know, I shouldn't need like validation and whatever. But it's like, you know what? Sometimes you do need validation. Or not even that, just that's what I need. But I was I was telling myself that I shouldn't ask for that and making myself feel guilty for wanting to ask for that all weekend and going like, nah, I'm just gonna pretend that it's fine. It's all fine. I'm fine. I don't need anything. I'm completely fine with this how it's going and I just I'm gonna just keep doing my stuff and when she talks to me I'm just gonna talk to her and pretend like it's all fine like everything's all happy fucking families you know but it's not that's not how I feel and I realized half an hour into the car drive that's not how I feel I've been pretending to feel a way that I don't actually feel and if I just admit to us to myself that that's the way I feel and then tell this girl that that's how I feel then she can do with that whatever she wants she can you know accept it or reject it she can go hey man yeah sorry i i I'm, don't have time for that so fucking maybe let's just not and that'd be great or she'll go oh i'm sorry here i can give you what you've asked for 
but I just got to ask for it and not feel guilty in myself for asking for it. So it took me fucking three days <laughs> and the whole long weekend to figure it out. All of this stuff that I did, I saw an incredible new movie. I saw some amazing comedy. Some of the best comedy I've seen recently. I had some great sets myself. I saw, uh, <laughs> I saw one of the best, most spectacular bombs <laughs> that I've fucking ever seen on stage. And I've got video of it. And if you message me on Instagram at sitting under podcast, I will send you the footage. I will do that. And if you're the person who it's of, I'm sorry, but you fucking bombed, man. <laughs> you fucking ate it. Oh, God. Um, and, and I fucking, I didn't enjoy any of that stuff as much as I could have because I was just, I was too, you know, in my own head about, trying to keep up appearances with this fucking with this person and trying to pretend like I'm this person who I'm not um and I was too you know I was too in all of that to allow myself to just be in the moment and full and I mean look I did enjoy all of the stuff and whatever I'm letting myself off the hook sometimes it just takes time to realize how you feel and I forgive myself for that but I fucking I spoke to her and it was all good you know it's fine whatever it's <laughs> you just tell someone how you feel and then they react and you move on it's so simple <laughs> so i did that and we talked for a bit and then i fucking went to lawn oh and it was so dope man i got to lawn and and i found a car park to park in and i was there by myself and then another car pulled in and i was like this fucking cunt you know pulling into my little place but whatever I slept there and then in the morning I woke up and it was some guy and we had a chat and he was lovely. I was like, I don't hate you. You're just me, <laughs> but in different skin, you know, <laughs> with a different body and a different brain and a smaller cock. <laughs> That's all you are. You're just a smaller dicked version of me <laughs> and I love you. And uh, and I went for a swim. I didn't go for a boogie board because I was scared. It was my first time in lawn and I think I picked the wrong spot near where the car is. Whatever. I'm going to go back there. I'm 100% going to go back there. Maybe I'll even go back there during comedy festival. In the middle of the fest, I'll fucking pick a time to, you know, like have a bit of a day and just, just go down. Oh, my God. I can't wait. I feel like I've discovered something new to do. Uh, and then this morning I was driving back. I went to a cafe and I wrote, but I was feeling better and I fucking found something new in the show. I found a new comparison to make between work and school and about how in school, maybe the reason I did so good in school and I'm not doing so good in life is because in school you're allowed to, you're allowed to say this sucks and the teachers go, yeah, it sucks, but you have to stay here. Suck shit. So you can, you can say that it sucks and then accept it and go, oh, well, I guess it sucks back to work. But in life, if you want to say work sucks, they're like, okay, well, you can leave and then you leave, but then you have to just find another job. So you're actually not allowed to say that it sucks. You just have to be like, it's good. How was your weekend? You know? I'm, and I really like that comparison. I think it's going to be good. I'm going to explore that in the show. And, uh, and then I was driving out of the town 
and I was about to drive home and then I saw out of the right-hand window there was this old like 100-year-old like Wright Brothers era biplane on the beach and I turned around I was like what the fuck is that and it was this it was the lawn biennial and there was this huge there was like art exhibition trail along the beach all along the beachfront and I got out of the car and I just fucking I was just going to look at the plane but then there was another thing and then there was like another one a bit further down the beach I was like I'll just walk down and look at that and the next one and the next one and I walked all the way along the beach to like the other side of town and I looked at all this art and I got a great picture of this lady taking a picture of her dog on the beach through the window in one of the art exhibits it's maybe the best one I've ever taken that's the fucking oh that's the picture for this week on the podcast and this week the podcast is called the long weekend and that's it for this week you guys fucking rock if you want video of the bomb message me at sitting on a podcast um and uh other than that review the podcast on itunes and give me five stars and come to my comedy festival show. And 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 I hope you're doing good in your life, man. Thank you for listening this week. This has been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree. Peace.